This is what he always asks us, to go higher, even higher. Amen. Why? Because that's where he is. Amen. If he was lower, he'd say, go lower. <laughs> and we'd be singing, plant your feet on lower ground. <laughs> but he said, I am higher. I am the highest of heights. And so what we want to do is praise the Lord and go higher and higher. Amen? Amen. Well, happy Sabbath, everyone. Sabbath. We thank God for your presence here. We thank God for you uh, uh, being able to make it here in Memphis. We want to thank those who are joining us on the conference line, as well as those who are joining us via social media, whether that be live streaming at this point on remnantseedministry.org, or going to catch a glimpse of it later on today on our uh, uh, YouTube page under Remnant Seed Ministries, and also on our Facebook page under Remnant Seed Ministries. So share, uh, so someone can have someone to say, something to say. Either they come to the conclusion that we don't know what we're talking about, or they will come to a conclusion that maybe the Lord has something to say. So please share that information if you will. And all those who are joining us currently, let us join together for a word of prayer and have the Lord to bring his spirit to fill our minds and our souls. Our Father and our God, once again in the name of Jesus Christ the righteous, Lord, we surrender all to you this morning. And Lord, we're asking that your spirit would come, would bless us, would teach us to guide us through your truth. Father, we ask that also, not only us, but you would bless those all over the world, Lord, who are seeking your face, who are seeking the truth as it is in Jesus. We ask that you would bless them with your presence, and Lord, be with your ministers across this world, Lord. Give them your power. Give them your spirit, so they may speak with the authority from on high, so that your people may hear and obey. Father, we ask also, again, Lord, we stand in the need of forgiveness, and so here we are kneeling at the throne of grace, and we ask that you please... Wipe the slate clean this morning so we may start anew and we may go and sin no more. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen. Once again, happy Sabbath. Is it happy? Yes. It's a joyous day. It's a day that we can quit. Amen? The phone can't make us go to work. Amen? Sometimes you got to turn the phone off. I think Brother Juan started that, instituting that years ago because he couldn't get people to understand I'm not going to work today. <laughs> because they, they're all into their own, own vibe and their own vibe says, hey man, call the real, man, real estate man today. It's, it's Saturday. So we ask God, we thank God for this great gift he gives us. We want to start in the book of Luke this morning. In the, in the book of Luke chapter 4. What we're he was talking about earlier today is because of who we are. Now one day we're going to believe who we are. One day we're going to actually be what we're supposed to be. But he said, you are my sons and my daughters. Now, what he's looking for from us is evidence in that, to that. Evidence to it. Not evidence to him. <laughs> but evidence to those who might want to know who he is. So we're going to start in the book of Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, we begin at verse 14. Luke chapter 4, beginning at verse 14. It said, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region about, round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. 
It was his custom. It was his custom. This is what he did. Amen? This is what he was and what he was known for doing. When you have a custom, is it something you do all the time? And so there was a consistency about the operation of Christ. He said, I'm in Nazareth. <laughs> it's Sabbath. I'm going to the synagogue. So if you wanted to know where he was every Sabbath, you would know where he was. Why? Because it was his custom. Jesus was there every Sabbath. Because of his consistency, you could find him and you knew what he was doing. He had a consistent presence, a consistent pattern. And this is what it ta he taught us. Be consistent with your testimony of God. Amen? Amen? Now go to Acts, just in case you think it was just Jesus. Acts chapter 17. Because what God is looking for is a consistent pattern from his people. Because it, it's that pattern that will testify of who he is. It's that pattern that will draw people near him, to him. It's that pattern that will give others evidence that he is God on earth. Now, Acts chapter 17, and we'll just read verses 1 and 2. Acts chapter 17, it's old brother Paul, I believe. And verse 1 of 17 says, Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as what? His manner was, was, it was his custom, went into them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Paul's manner, it was Paul's custom, Paul's M.O., if you will was to be in church on the Sabbath to teach the message found in the scriptures. That's what he did. His pattern was consistent. He wasn't there every other week or, you know, once a month or, or on a Tuesday. He had a pattern. Amen? Christ had a pattern. He had a custom. And when the sons and daughters of, as sons and daughters of God, we begin to have a consistency about us, a spirit-directed actions and reactions to circumstances that identify us with our maker. We will start having a consistency about us. We will react to something the same way. We will act on something the same way. We will be consistent based on the leading of his spirit. So that will be our custom. Does that make sense? Yes. He said those closer, the, the, the closer we get to God, the more we will represent who he is because he is nothing but consistent. He did say in his Bible, he said, I am God, I, I don't change. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. He said, I'm consistent. He wants his people to be consistent, but it has to be a consistency led by the Holy Spirit. We have to be on our, on our task in a consistent manner if we hope to be a witness to someone else. We can't be half Christ and half the devil. We can't be Christ's representatives on Sabbath and be the devil's representative on Monday, Amen. can we? Amen. We can't be talking about God is good and, and he's a blessed God and all that stuff. And then you see him on Tuesday and, you, and you're cussing somebody out. That's not a consistent witness. Amen. And that's what damages the name of Christ. Because we do boldly claim the name of Christ, but we don't boldly live the name of Christ. And so we have to understand that we are killing those who might want to know him by our example. Amen? Amen. 
Go to Titus 2, if you will. See, the closer we are to God, the more we will represent him. And this is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be representing him. Amen? Now look at Titus chapter 2. We can hang with us just a little while. We're just talking about a consi consistent witness that will help others see Christ. Now we're in chap Titus chapter 2. We begin at verse 1. And the brother was saying, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. This is some good stuff, in other words. This is something you can write down, something you can live by. And he started talking about the consistent witness of different people in the body. He said, these are the things that we are supposed to be doing all the time based upon who you are. Amen? So he says, verse 2, the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. That's your witness. That's your witness on Sabbath. That's your witness on Wednesday. That's your witness on Thursday. Whatever day, at noon, at, at 5, at work, or at home, that's your witness, aged men. Amen? That helps, doesn't it? It helps those who see. Because if you're claiming Christ and they see a, 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 an old fool, then they will have a decision to make. <laughs> Most can't make the decision to look past the old fool until the person or the, the entity that he's trying to say he represents. Most can't do that. Most will counsel Christ because of you. And don't think that's not on the record. God says, don't be a stumbling block. Amen? Amen? So let's go to verse 3. The aged women likewise. Here is a consistent pattern. And it also gives in this, in this particular verse, uh, verses that how it actually has an immediate effect if we are consistent in it. Now, he said, the aged women likewise, that, ye, that they be in behavior as becometh what? Holiness. Holiness. First of all, you can't be a false accuser. Amen? Not given to much wine, teachers of good things. He said, don't, you can't be an old lady who keep up stuff all the time. Amen. An aged lady. Aged, aged, aged. Let's put that in. Aged. Not old. Aged. You can't be that. That's not your consistent witness. That's not the, I'll put it like this. That's not the witness for Christ. That's a witness for another God. The God of confusion. The one who wants to keep things up, keeps, you know, how backbiting and, and envying and, and, and strife and all these things that, that, are, that are methods of another God. If we're going to be sons and daughters of God, he asks us to be this. As he, he said, this is the doctrine I ask you to walk by. Because verse 4 says that they may teach the young women. See, the problem, if you got a lot of young women, you can't have a bunch of aged idiots. I mean, uh, aged uh, uh, aged women who aren't following the doctrine of Christ because you're killing the generation behind you. You have enthusiastic young women who want to do right, who want to say, what, what did the doctrine say? What did God say? You know, they have that enthusiasm. And in that young women, there's always this vacillation in youth. It always will be there. But if they can see a consistency in somebody, then they'll say, gotcha. That's how you do it. Now see what, they, what the aged woman was supposed to teach by example the young women to be what? To be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. Isn't this amazing? 
It takes a consi consistent witness for young people to learn the things that God wants us to learn, to learn the things in the doctrine. It's unfortunate that this whole world is leaving a generation behind because they won't be consistent, and we want to blame them for their inconsistency. They learned from us, didn't they? It's not their, it's not their fault. What did they see? What did they look at? What, what, what example did you give them? And this is what they're going to be. But he said in, in the doctrine, in God's word, he says, this is what I want the aged women to be able to do. He wants them to be sober, to teach, their, teach them to love their husbands. Sisters, you need some direction on how to love your husbands. Let me step out here and say that. You need directions on how to love your husbands because it's found in the word of God. Amen? And when you can see somebody loving their husband for years, then they can say, it, it does work. Amen? Does that make sense? But if you don't see anybody loving their husbands, as the doctrine says love, you go, I don't know if that's going to work or not. That's why it's so important to be a consistent witness. Amen? Let's keep reading. It, the aged woman is supposed to teach the young women to be what? Discreet. Chaste. Keepers at home. Now let's, let's, let's stop there if anybody freaks out. He didn't say stayers at home. <laughs> he said keepers at home. If you are a lady who works out there, you got a professional life or whatever, that does not give you the, 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 the uh, excuse not to be a keeper of your home. That home needs to be kept. Yes. Amen? It needs to be in order. Amen? Amen? And so the aged woman is supposed to teach them how to do that. You can be in the home, praise the Lord, you can be out the home, but the home still has to be what? Yes. Kept. Amen? We got that? Yes. Everybody okay with that? Yes. Okay. Now let's keep reading. He said, uh, to be discreet keepers at home, need to be good, obedient to their own husbands. Now if you, as an aged woman, are not giving the example of being obedient to their own husband, what possible hope do young women have? If you have an aged woman who just belittles the husband, an aged woman who, who in public, you know, talks bad about him, in private keeps up stuff about him, then when, as, the, as the young women are learning, they're saying, well, I guess that's how it goes. It gets quiet when you're talking like stuff like this, but it's okay. But this is the truth, y'all. You have to be obedient to your own husbands. And this is why. That the word of God be not blasphemed. Amen? That the doctrine that he's given us will not be called a lie. Because we claim the doctrine, but we don't work the doctrine and don't let the doctrine work us. We claim Christ, but we won't walk Christ. And so we blaspheme the word of God, the way of God, when we do this. So our homes are very important. They're critical in the development of a nation, in the development of, 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 of families, and it's critical in the, uh, the, the testimony about our God. Amen? Amen. Young men, likewise. Exhort to be sober-minded. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing what? Uncorruptness. Don't be flim, I mean, you know how we do, we take a little bit of the doctrine, and then we don't take another part of the doctrine because it fits what we're trying to do. He said, young men, you can't do that. You gotta be consistent. And if they don't have an aged man to show them, 
if all the aged men around them are inconsistent, what are they going to be? And if they're inconsistent, then the generation behind them are inconsistent. Then three and four generations, we got a problem. Verse 7 says, of course, in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works and doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of a contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. See, sons and daughters of God look like, sons and daughters of God act like their father, and they act like their father consistently. That's why the father is so important, even on this level, in, the, in, in, this, in this human level that we live in. Uh, the father is important. It's important to be a good father, a righteous father, so the children and the family can stand, so they'll be able to have an example. Because the father on earth is supposed to be an example of the father in heaven. And that's why he said, that who's the head? The father is the head, and the father is the head of Christ, and Christ is the head of the man, and so on and so on. Amen? But if the father is out of place, the children are in trouble. Not lost forever, they're just in trouble. Amen? It's just harder on them. It can be done, but why have it to be done if you are supposed to be sons and daughters of God? If you came from a family who served another God, then that doesn't mean you're condemned forever. That just means you need to switch families. But in this family, the fathers are supposed to be fathers and the mothers are supposed to be mothers. Amen? If you want the children to be what they're supposed to be, you must be what you're supposed to be in this family. Now, if see, we have our God, who's our father, he has a family. They have a lot of other gods out here and they have their own program. Now, if you want to get with their program, you can get with their program. But their program doesn't work in Israel. And every time we try to apply one of their programs inside the, the, the family, it doesn't work. But also, you can't belong to that family and try to apply the principles of the family of God in their program. It won't work. Amen. Often people ask me, well, Rashawn, I'm this. You know, I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be the man. I'm supposed to do this. But, but you're not doing Israeli family things. The doctrine that he taught us. We're not following it. We're trying to take a position that the doctrine tells us about, but we won't take the duties that the, doctor tell, the doctrine tells us. And that's a problem because the person you're trying to do that against is going to, going to resent you and he's going to resent God that you're supposed to be representing. A loving husband, a husband who's supposed to love as Christ loved the church. If all, he, all the wife hears is I am the head, do what I say. I don't ever remember seeing that anywhere in here. And so when we start to try to pick and choose pieces of the doctrine for the family, it doesn't work. He said, I need consistency. See, when, when he said, when you spend time with him, you will talk like God. You believe that? Now I ain't talking about these and thous and all that kind of stuff. But you'll start talking like God. You'll start moving like God. And, and most of all, you will start loving like God. And that love is what's going to do this. It's going to make this work. He said, he said, when you are his child, 
You can't help yourself but be his representative. When you're his child, you can't help it because you are where you came from. My aunt taught me that years ago. She said, you are what you come from. And that, that made me a little afraid because I started figuring out where I came from. I said, I don't want to be that. And you want to know why Christ kept saying you need to be born again. That's, that's, what, that's where the transfer happens. You're born again into his family. You might have been born in another God's family with another father and another set of rules. But he said, if you be born again, you come back in here and be what I ask you to be. You can't bring the junk with you. And my, his job is to clean you up from the junk of the old family, the old ways of doing things. If your family was, was eating Popeye's chicken every, every night, we learned today, if what Sister uh, uh, Jerry brought to us, men who eat f uh, fried uh, food or even, you know, junk food, we shall say, twice a month you increase your, your chances of prostate cancer. Now, if you came from a family who eat fried food every day, you probably gonna have some issues, right? But there's another family you can belong to. Amen? And he has another way of living. And it's a, a life-giving way of living. Amen? Amen? You don't, you're not condemned to what you were. you just be born again to do something else. Amen. That's, what, that's what grace and mercy has done. God says, look, I made a way for you to join the family again. Come on home, man. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Come on home. Because, but in his, in his way, there is a way we will be. And we should be excited about it because that way is superior to any other way. Amen? Amen. We should be of such a nature that we come out, of a, come out of character. See, we'll have to come out of character for somebody to be convinced that we're not one of him. That we're not sons of God. We should be walking so much that they can spot us. Now, I'm not talking about what dress you got on. I'm not talking about what suits you got on. I'm not talking about what shoes you got on. There should be a love power in you that when you walk, they know, oh, that's, that's a child of God. And you got to come out of character to convince them that you're not. All right, let's go to Matthew. I see puzzlements on the face. You'll have to come out of character to try to convince somebody that you're not with him. That's how strong that spirit should be in you. Let's go to Matthew 26. This brother was trying to, trying to convince them that he, I don't know him. But it was, he was in him. <laughs> he was part of, he had been in the family so long that he talked family way. Now let's look at this. In, in Matthew chapter 26, and we'll, we'll start reading at verse 73. Matthew 26 and verse 73. He says, And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them. Now, Why? How did, how did they come to that conclusion? He said, for thy speech does what? Berayeth thee. The way you talk, you talk like it. You talk like Christ. He said, you, you slid up in here like Christ. You walk just like Christ. You, everything about you is like Christ. And this is, he had to come out of character. He had to force himself to do something that wasn't him anymore. He said, verse 54, then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And then something happened. And immediately the cock crew. Jesus looked at him. 
And we know what Peter did. He, he went out and wept bitterly. He had to openly deny because Christ was so in him that he had to aptly, openly, aggressively deny he knew him. That's how close, that's how we should be with our Father. That when we walk, we, they see him. When we talk, they hear him. When, when, when they, 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 they see a group of us, they just say, man, that, that, that's, 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 that's them. That's sons and daughters of God. Not because of what they look like on the outside, but what they are in the inside. When that love is so strong in them that they see it coming off of you. And let me tell you something about love. It will draw. Love will draw people. Because that's, that's what's missing out there. What's that old song, What the World Needs Now? <laughs> It still needs it. And that's, the, that's, the, that should, that should, that's probably the family crest. You know how you have those, those family crests on your shirts, you know, the so-and-so family. God's family, it's love. Amen? Amen? See, it is the lack of a pattern that hinders us for being able to effectively minister, to effectively witness, to effectively represent the Father. We tend to come in and out of character, uh, 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 tend to be a little inconsistent because it's not rooted and grounded in the thing that will hold it together. But when we get close to God, we can't help it. That's, when you want, that's what you want to do. You want to get so close you can't help it. That you stop thinking about it. It's not a thought anymore. It's a, just an action. It's like when you learn to open the door for older people when you were children. Today you do that because it's in you. Oh, that's why you got to teach the children. Teach the children running, walking. Nowadays, open the door and it hits you trying to get in. Because <laughs> it's not in them, right? But when it's in you, you, can, you don't even think about it. I mean, right now, all of us, if, if, if you saw $20 coming out of somebody's pocket at the store, it's, not, it's in you. It's not in you to keep it. You tr you, you, you're going here. It's yours. Because it's in you. We should be so close to our Father. He should be dwelling so, so completely in us that it's not a thought anymore. We don't have to think to do good. We just going to do. It just is. Does that make sense? We don't have that battle anymore. I want to do this, but the Lord said not. We don't want anything that other family has. Amen? We are the children of God. We receive our instructions from the Father in all things in your life. Do you believe that? Yes. Go to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. He said, everything that you're going to do in your body, I got instructions for. And his instructions are so wonderful because they're backed by power and spirit. They're not just words on a page. What did Christ say? The words I speak to you are what? They are spirit and they are life. He said, I was serious about that. So my doctrine, my words are spirit and life. And so this is, the, this is how we are as children of God ought to understand that everything should be uh, an exercise in following the will of our Father. Is that all right? Everything. Can we say everything? everything. Okay. <laughs> I said, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I want to start that. You know, folks be talking to the audience. Say this. <laughs> 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 Tell somebody. Tell your neighbor. 
everything. <laughs> no, we don't want to do that. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Let's start at verse 17. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17. He says, and whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Do all as he would do. Okay? He said, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and what? And be not bitter against them. See, these are the spiritual doctrines that, that, that are the, the, uh, uh, the instructions of the family. We all right with that? Yes. We don't mind this, do we, brothers? We don't mind loving our wives and be not bitter against them. Amen. Wives, we don't mind submitting yourselves unto your own husband, do we? And, and, and stop listening to the other husbands. One day we'll, we'll, we'll analyze this, because that's what this was all about. Everybody was listening to everybody else. The men were taking a position that, since I'm a man, all you women must do what I say. You been in places like that? Well, that's what he was dealing with. And so he said, nope, nope. Uh, submit to your own husbands. Children, obey your parents and what? All things. Got that, got that little one? How about you, Elijah? <laughs> Elijah looked up. Yep. In all things. This, for what? This is, is well-pleasing Unto the Lord. This is your father's request of you. This is, makes your father happy. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. When you are at work, they should know who your father is. And you don't even have to give a Bible verse. They're going to say, oh, that's the son or daughter of God. That, that, yeah, I know that. I know them. Why? Because you're doing things differently. You're actually coming to work. <laughs> on time. Thorough in your work. Going a little extra in your work. Not causing trouble on the job. Because why? That's the will of your father. And that's the way the family operates. And that's why when, when, when you find an employee like that, you promote them. All you managers, you promote them to make sure they stay. You pay them. Because if you have, a, just think of everybody that you work with was this. There would be no, no gaps in anything because you'll see a gap and you'll pick it up and you'll say, hey man, you dropped that. You know, when I talk about, you know, operations. Because in any operations, you got gaps that people, because somebody dropped us the ball. And then depending on how high of a manager you are, or an owner you are, how hard that ball falls. I can see, like, Sister Shamel be, you know, she's going into doing a presentation, and the person who was supposed to transfer that presentation to her tablet dropped the ball. And she's, been, and she's running, so she don't even know it's not on there. Gets in front. Oh. <laughs> That's a problem. But if all of us are this, there's no gaps. There's no problem because we all fill in the gaps with one another. Amen? Does that make sense? And, and we do it happily. So you, everybody who, who, who's on the job, 
understand that you don't do it as men pleasers. Now, here's an example. The boss walks by, you look like you're working. That's men pleasers. Amen? Or, 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 or you know, when, when, when it's time for promotion, you know, you know that your, your evaluation is coming up. You, get, you start getting busy. God said, I don't, I don't need you to do it that way. He said, I want you to be with singleness and heart, fearing me. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. He said, you have, you have, you have elevated your motivation. It's not to the boss. It's to the Father. So you do the work as if you're doing it for God. No matter what the circumstances at work. Most of us do not like our jobs. I'm glad all y'all do. Good. Amen. Most people don't like their jobs. But while you're on that job, you do it with singleness of heart, as if you're doing it for the Lord. As if when you came down and you sat in your chair, the Lord was sitting right there. He was your immediate supervisor. Even though all craziness is going on, even the people you work for aren't quite knowing what they're doing, it doesn't matter because you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for the Father. But that's the rule of the family. See, that's why we act differently. We are different. And it's all right to be different. See, children of God act differently because they follow a different law of operation. We got different rules. We got different doctrine. We have different uh, 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 obedience manuals than the, than the other people who serve other gods. Now, so don't, don't think yourself weird. Just you belong to this family and they belong to another family. You ever been to your cousin's house? Like your second cousin's house. And they do stuff just different. Okay? You go over there for Thanksgiving and they got lasagna. You're like, whoa, whoa, what happened? <laughs> See, your family was the traditional turkey, dressing, cranberries, uh, mashed potatoes, you know, all the starches you could possibly put on a table uh, to give you more carbs than you'll ever need. Uh, but that's your family. That's the way you operate. But somebody else comes over. I mean, you go to somebody else's house, they operate differently. But that's how you kind of have to kind of see things now. You are a son and daughter of God who has certain things they do. They have another God. They have certain things they do. Okay? And you got to be all right with that. But if the God in you is doing what it needs to do, it will affect those individuals. Some people in that family might be just one. They says, I'm sick of this family. <laughs> I want to get over into another family. Amen? See, the Lord kept trying to get us to accept the fact that we would be different and the mere fact that, for the mere fact that we are his children. Automatically, you're different if you're his child. Does that make sense? Yes. Nothing angers him more than when his children start acting like those of another father. You know how you come home? No, I put it like this, grandchildren. When you send, mothers and fathers, when you send your children to your grandparents or your parents' house, you know when they come back, they're going to be a little different. <laughs> different discipline during that, and, and the longer they stay, the longer it's going to take you to get them back to the family. 
But that's what grandparents do. You know, that's what, you know, I don't know, I'm not one, but uh, when I do, yep, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Me and Sister Shaw going to get our grandchildren, and we're going to have a good time and fun, and then we're going to send them back home. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about. God doesn't like us acting like we belong to another family. It angers him. Go to Jeremiah 10, if you would. Jeremiah chapter 10. And just verse 1. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 1. He just makes a statement here in Jeremiah 10 and verse 1. And, and, and I think, well, we, we'll get to it. Just don't get ahead of, the, don't get ahead of the angels. Uh, Jeremiah 10 and verse 1 and 2. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verses 1 and 2. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Now, who is, who is house of Israel? The sons and daughters of God. Amen? Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, all right? And be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. See, the children of a strange God have their way, just as the children of the Most High, high have their way. He said, don't, don't be dismayed by their ways. Don't participate in what they do. The children of the strange gods operate by a different set of rules. And, 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 and what is important to know is that they are inferior ways. Their ways are inferior to the ways of the Most High God. That's where our problem comes. We don't believe that. <coughs> we think their ways are better than God's ways. We long to follow their ways. You ever had your, 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 your children and, and you tell them that don't do this, 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 and this. And what do they do? They go try to find a way to do that. Or you, you, know, you, you, uh, uh, you try to train them in this direction, and they can't wait to go be that. You know, it's like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm training you to be this, but they look up and say, I want to be a, a thug. I want to I wanna be like the ghetto people. And you're like, I broke my back to make sure you didn't have to be ghetto. And you talking about being ghetto. That's how God feels. God says, look, I, I sent my son, my begotten son, so you don't have to be like them. Why are you trying to be like them? The inferior way. It's an inferior way, y'all. God's way is the way, is the superior way. And he said, he said one of the tenets of, of, of their faith is, the most important thing that the other gods uh, uh, teach is self is the most important entity in the universe. Everything they do is based on that, self. Every other god, every other family is that, that's their, mo that's their, mo uh, uh, their uh, motto. Self, self, self. I'm going to, you hear things like, I'm going I'm to do me. That's not your family doctrine. I'm going to do me. No, you're not. Not in this house, you're not. Would you let your child tell you that? Uh, Sister Marie, you know, little cousin coming to you, I'm going to do me. <laughs> not long. You, you better change what me means. This is what we got to understand. God says, look, you can't do those. Those are theirs. I'm going to do me. I saw somebody say, do you, they'll adjust. That's a, 
how can I put this that won't offend so much? Uh, that's a slave mentality. You've already established the position that you are inferior and you're requiring somebody else to adjust to you. They don't, why would they adjust to you? And people speak as if they're in a position of power. Yeah, that just always fascinated me. People will get irate and make statements like, you don't know who I am, as if they have a position of power. I always wanted to know what would happen if the person you're talking to took it to its logical end. You, have, you see people talking bad, you know, you know even in, in the drive through window, you know, they talking bad to each other. Or, 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 or standing in line talking bad to each other. What happened if somebody said, okay, I'm going to skip all of this preliminary. Bow! Now how bad are you now? Did I adjust well? <laughs> but that's not how God's family works. We don't have to take that position. He is God. Now he's not just... As we learned last night, he's not just Elohim. <laughs> he's God. Let the other folks who worship the other things have their own rules that we don't have to go by. Stop envying the rules of the inferior. Amen? Amen? Amen. <laughs> and the problem with this selfish position is the reward for that is at its very best limited to you and your capabilities. Your reward can only go so far if it's all about you. You are stuck with you. You are limited by you. Children of the Most High don't have that limitation because it's not about them. Amen? Uh, go to Philippians. Go to Philippians. I'm losing some of y'all. The reward that attitude you will only get what your capabilities, you will only get what your mindset will allow. I'm going to do it my way. Why don't you do it your way? Ain't that a little bigger? But if we follow our Father's way in Philippians chapter 2, this is the Father's way. This is the family motto. Okay? Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 is the family motto. It says, Look not every man to his own things, but every man also on the things of others. That's what the family does. And the family members are happy to do it. When everybody's in cooperation together, isn't that beautiful? Isn't it powerful? Don't you get a lot done? You know, back in the day, you used to wake up, and our, and our, our day was on Saturday morning uh, uh, before we came to uh, the understanding. Saturday morning was clean the house day. And I, I was clean the house and cut the yard day. <laughs> when everybody's working, it gets done. But if you got, you know, your sister over there whining, your brother over there, I don't feel like I don't watch cartoons. <laughs> then it stretches it out the whole day. Half the stuff gets done. Everybody gets in trouble. And nobody gets to watch the cartoons. <laughs> but in, when everybody's in harmony with the doctrine of God, that your job is to cut the yard. I loved it when, when you got through cutting the yard and you came in and, you, and, you, and your sibling was still working on their part. What you would do is you would go and help them. Because in, in, in our neighborhood, like with Brother Juan and I and all this, if, if I came to Brother Juan to pick him up, hey, man, we're going to go ball. 
and Brother Juan got to cut the yard, we cutting the yard because we can cut it faster. He got to trim it. I trim it, man. You cut it. Let's go because we're trying to go, go play ball. That's the family. The family doesn't sit there and say, well, it's all about me. You know, I'm sorry you got to do that. The family say, hey, man, give me a rake. <laughs> you know, give me a dish towel. That's the family. That's the family. And this is what God is trying to get us to, to understand and to see, right? Now, let's, in second, and so he said, 1 Corinthians, go to 1 Corinthians. Because we're not going to be limited to our own mindset, our own capabilities. Because if we're limited, I, I, I never did well with limits. Because we serve an unlimited God. And yeah, I'm getting older, so some things I got to say, yeah, okay. I can't do that no more. But very few things. Because I know him. He said, as you are in my family, there are no limits for you. As long as we are walking in the family way. And that family way is what? It's not selfishness. It's love. First Corinthians chapter 2. This is what comes when you operate in, God, in the Father's way. He said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, it says, But as it is written, I have not seen. So your old understanding of what's going on, he said, Look, in my family, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that do what? Love. That love him, who are part of the family. Amen? He said, I got things you ain't thought about that are so remarkable for you because you're just my child. When you become and stay the child of God, you're not limited to your own selfishness. You're not limited to the mindset of another God. You're not limited to a group of other people. He said, I got things that you ain't thought about because I want you to have all of this because you're my child. We talked about this this morning in Sabbath school. You're his child. I don't ever leave you. He, he asked the question. Remember in Isaiah, he asked the question, can a, 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 a mother forget a sucking child? She may forget, but I won't forget. This is part of the family. Oh, I'm telling you, this is, this is fantastic. You can serve another God if you want to and follow all of their, the ways they operate. I'm not with that. If you love them, you will keep his tenets, y'all. You'll keep the family way if you love him. Amen? Amen? God's family way is superior to any other family's way in the universe. We must begin to believe that fact and, and stop trying to be like the rest of the nations. Why do we want to be like them? Every time, you know, you want to see them turn the news on. Today, that family is losing their mind again. That family shot somebody. That family cheated somebody. That family man going to jail for embezzlement. He's going to jail for being a pedophile. That's their operation. Not in Israel. Amen? And we, it's so peaceful in Israel. Now, they, they come and try to, but in the house, it's very peaceful. Don't you know that God's way is, is best? See, their way you can find in Galatians. Uh, like, like one of their things that they do, the other God's family, is they commit adultery. Anybody want adultery committed on them in here? Hands? Any? 
Anybody want to get cheated on? You know, you single folks. You know. don't want anybody, anybody want that to happen? It doesn't happen in the family, does it? Yeah, I don't believe that, do you? God has that ability. He keeps that stuff from happening. What about, about uh, 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 what's the other one? Oh, let's turn to Galatians 5. Come on. Y'all ready? Y'all do know where it is, don't you? In the book. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5. We're just going to read the other family's doctrine, the other family's operation guide. And so when we see this, we should be saying, oh, Lord, thank you that you've given us another way. And we, we go down to Galatians 5, and we'll start, if you don't mind, at verse 19. Adultery, fornication, lasciviousness, uncleanness, idolatry. What about witchcraft? You want witchcraft in your family? You're supposed to come out of the witch's family and come into God's family. Amen? Anybody been, been exposed to witchcraft? Some of us dabbled in witchcraft. Some have been affected by witchcraft. He said, but not in, in my family, we don't have that. Wouldn't that be great that you don't have to worry about somebody casting a spell on you? Y'all think that's, that's television. It's not television. This is real. But when you're a child of God, boing, it bounces right off. <laughs> they be sitting around you, and you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And you're like, hey, you know, I watch them. I watch them in here. I watch them at the other building. I've watched them. The witches, they'd come. In the stores, they come. You ever been to a, a health food store? Yeah, there are a lot of them in there. And their assignment is to, that's one of them, let's see if we can say, cast something on them. Y'all don't know that's going on, do you? It's, it's kind of entertaining. Because once you see it, <laughs> you say, oh, come on, y'all. Really? Really? You, you're just going to try to do that. But when you're in the family, you're going to be all right. Now, God knows that we shouldn't be doing it in Israel, should we? You know how we make them statements? I wish something bad happened to her. That's casting something. You, as they used to say, you put something in the air. You can't do that. Not in, we won't do that in the family, will you? I sure hope they don't get that promotion, because you know they're going to be a trip if they do. <laughs> toes, everybody's toes okay? <laughs> but see, in God's house, there's no envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings. We don't have that. So we should understand that his way is superior to this way. Anybody want to be dealing with this? We want what? Meekness and temperance. We want love and joy and long-suffering. This is, the, this is the, the way God operates and his people operate. Please understand that. And you got to be okay with that. Amen? Are you okay with it? Do you believe that God's way is better than the other way? And if we don't, we need to really kind of come to grips with that. Don't be afraid to apply that superior way in every aspect of your life. Just, we were talking about eating today, food today, okay? And Sister Jerry brought out about the you know, fried food and the, 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 the junk food. I think it was the title of the junk food. 
God's way is superior than the junk food way. Anybody used to eat junk food? Anybody still eat junk food? But you do know that God's food is superior to the junk food. That's why they call it junk, because it's junk. Amen? And so I said, Lord, I, I want to be in the family. I want to I eat like a family member. If you eat at, the, at God's table, there's no junk food on the table. And God will bring that to us. And it, then one day, there won't be any junk food in your home. It's hard sometimes. I still fight in Whole Foods. I'm so used to in Whole Foods from years and years and years of doing it. I'm going grocery shopping. Me and my wife are going grocery shopping. And, okay, get something to eat on the way home. <laughs> and you know it's not a turnip. <laughs> but you still, you, you, you have to, you know, it comes back to you, you know, look at them. Them double chocolate vegan cookies. <laughs> but we can't do that anymore. And if you're doing that, don't freak out that you're not going to hell, okay? Not for eating a cookie anyway. But it's a better way. It's a superior way. And so God has a superior way. And I want you to know about something about God's superior way. It's his way and it's, if you are put in his way, it's going to be a little different than when I got put in his way. And it's okay, isn't it? No one's a carbon copy in his way. He has a way, and we're all on this way. He deals with me different than he would deal with Nelson. He'll deal with, with Lonnie than he'll, different than he'll do, deal with Antonio. Because his way is different for us. His way is not different, but we are the difference that he has to make up in his way. We okay with this? Let's go and close out because y'all are about to leave here. The most important character trait that the sons and daughters of God have is what makes them consistent. Let's go to Colossians 3. This is what makes us have the capability of being consistent, having that consi consistent witness. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 14. Colossians 3, 14 says, And above all these things, put on charity. And he called it in here, which is the bond of perfectness. What's a bond? It holds it together. It's a binding agent for those who bake. It's a binding agent. It holds it together. Love uh, gives you the ability to have a consistent witness because our minds aren't that smart. We, 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 you know, like I said, when it's in you, you just do it. When it's not in you, you got to think about it. What is the right thing to do? What's the right? When it's in you and that love is in you and everything about you is love, it's already there. See, love is the foundation of the pattern of behavior. The love of God and the love we have one for another. Love is what motivates each action. If love motivates each action, you can't help but do what the Father does. Why? Because God is love. If every, how you deal with situations is motivated by love, it's always going to be of God. Does that make sense? It's just when we get into ourselves and deal with something, it might not be love. 
And you might come back, you know, right after you smack that person, you'll come back and say, Lord, I did not represent you, help me. But love is the foundation. It's the motivation. If it's the, if it's the motivation of everything that you do, you can't help but walk with the God that we serve. Amen? First John 4, we'll close. First John chapter 4. If we want to have a consistent pattern, a consistent witness, we want to have power in the witness, if we want to have power in the family, if we want to have power as a collective body, if we want to have a power in, our, in our, our, our individual families, if we want to have power individually to be consistent, we have to be motivated by love. His love. The defined love not the other people's definition of love. That other God family over here who says love is a many splendid thing. The one over here that says love is, ooh, I love you as long as you're doing what I want you to do. Love is nothing but lasciviousness and lust. See, that's the other family's definitions. But God's family has a definition, and it is God is love. Amen? Let's go to 1 John 4. This is the doctrine of God. This is the doctrine of the family. This is the doctrine that will keep us having a consistent witness. It says 1 John chapter 4, and we'll just read verse 7 to start. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and what? Knoweth God. See, your family member. Everyone that loveth is born of God. When you're born, you are what? Put into a family. Is that true? Let's go to verse 16. And we have known and believe the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth what? In God. And more importantly, God in him. That's why when God is in you, when that love is in you, you automatically do the right thing. Amen? If a man, verse 20, if a man say, no, let's go to verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a what? For he that loveth not his brother whom he seen, how can he love God whom he have not seen? Think about that. He said, you can't be my family member. You can't be my child when you hate because hate is not a family trait. Now what does hate mean? I'm mad. I wish evil on someone. I hate them. I, I, I despise everything they do. I'm anti-you. God hates evil. Amen? But let him hate, because he hates with a godly hate. He hates the things that's going to kill the person. We hate the person. We hate the things that they're doing, and we hate the person. God says, I don't think you are qualified to do any of that. Don't hate. My family does not hate. My family loves. Amen? Then he said in verse 21, And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. That's just the doctrine of the family. Are we all right with that? Do we love God? Why? Because he first loved us. We don't even have the capability of loving God. But he loved us first, so he said, let me put that in there so you can love me. 
and know our witness will depend on the amount of love in our soul. Because the world and the, and the children of the other gods will test you, will make you question, will try to entice you to come over to their family. You ever had the people down the street, why don't you spend the night with us? And you were so mad that your parents said no. Because we just gonna because you know what they were gonna do that night. Slumber party, they're gonna eat ice cream, candy, they're gonna stay up all night. And your parents said, You can't go over there. No, oh, why are you so mean? <laughs> you didn't do that in our day, you didn't do that in their face. Now you did it when you got back to your room. <laughs> you ever sat on the bed? <sighs> I can't wait to leave here. I'm gonna run away. You're gonna run away. Yeah, all right. You can run if you want to. But God says, stay here. My way is superior. My way pays off. Did he promise good success? Did he, did, did he promise that, 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 that no harm, no weapon can come against you? Did he promise that I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake? Did he promise, I, I will make you ride on the high places of this earth? Did he say that? And so he said, that's, that's the family way. So when we find ourselves in the gutter, we find ourselves struggling all the time. If we find ourselves in a position of generational poverty, check the family tree. Oh, man, I'm in the wrong family. <laughs> Get out of that family. Be born again. It doesn't make sense that a God that is so wonderful as our God is that we are suffering in this way. So you check your membership card. You might reach back and, oh, man, I'm in the, I'm in the, in the Smith family. Oh, man. I thought I was in God's family. Well, he says, come on. Invitation's always open. You can always come on in. Amen? So we all right? Consistent witness comes from consistent love. And if we're going to be sons and daughters of God, I can't emphasize that enough. You are not just people. You're not just servants. You are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Act like it. Is that word of prayer? <laughs> Heavenly Father, again, we thank you. You called us your sons and daughters because you told us to call you father, Lord. We can't call you father, we're strangers. Sometimes we're living in other houses, Lord, by other family rules, and Lord, forgive us. But Father, we ask that we would learn the way of God, learn the way of the family. Help us to be members, joyful members of a family of a God that is so high above all others, it's hard for us to comprehend. But Father, take us where you are. Lord, so we may walk with you, that we may walk as you, that we may have the authority over the other families, over the other gods. You said we would, we would, Lord, we would judge angels if we would just walk with you. Help us to take that position, Father, that we love you so much that we'll do what you ask us to do. Because we know one thing, you love us more than we can understand because you've already done what you had to do for us. 
So help us to do for you, Lord, in like manner. Thank you again for the privilege. And in the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen.